Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson are brothers and business partners of the top landscaping company, Nature's Experts. Nature's Experts is home to six companies that cater to all your outdoor needs. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan, simply visit us at www.naturesexperts.com. On the podcast, Jeff and Jonathan bring together other business owners and entrepreneurs to share with you how they developed a prosperous company and how you can too. You will gain insights and meaningful advice on creating the building blocks to success and longevity in the entrepreneurial realm. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. Nancy, welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. We're excited to have you here. We started off, I, I like our little little banter we started off with already with presuming that Jeff is a Bosley client. And uh, I'm excited to see we're having a fun and interesting conversation today. Well, thank you. It's really nice to be here and to share some experiences with you guys. It's uh, a volatile time in our world. And uh, we have to kind of take a step back and just uh, view it from afar. Let's put it that way. Well, you know, a lot of people will say something like you just said, but what is the difference with how you're saying it? And from your point of view and perspective, what is your experience and what do you do for a living? Tell everybody. Well, currently, I'm a certified financial planner and an accredited investment fiduciary along with I have more credentials and letters in my name. But those two particular ones put me in a particular place with clients. I'm not so much about um, products as I am about providing results that people want for their goals. As uh, adults, we all have our bucket list of financial wishes. And what I like to do with people that I sit down with is to try to eliminate some of the issues that are on the bucket list. And no matter, you know, how much money we have or how little we have, we always have a bucket list. If we had this money, we would do this. We would buy that. We would sell this. So we try to I try to focus in on that, see what your goals are and have people realize that modern medicine And will keep us alive until our late 90s. So having said that, I try to encourage people to be physically active so they can be an active participant in their own health. Because there's no sense of us working diligently to have them save money and me to grow the money if they're going to end up in a wheelchair or a walker. That's not really what they want. So they have to, they can't just sit back and do nothing. They have to uh, try to go to a gym, walk, exercise, swim, do something to uh, help the body stay 10 to 20 years younger. Do you have your own firm or do you work for a particular firm? No, I have my own firm because I have a a tendency as, uh, as I have been in the business for 20 years to realize that if I'm going to do what I think is best for clients, I need to have an independence and not be in a situation where I'm forced to present products, present different things that uh, to keep the it. other business right. uh, financially right. secure. So What's this the way, name of your firm? I, yeah, I can uh, be a specialist for each particular person. What's the name of your firm? The Strategic Wealth Advisor. I'm in Boca Raton, Florida. But I am licensed in many states around the country because I have clients in many states. And I now have some of the children of the clients I started out with. 
Have you so picked the states family. to get registered in that you feel are the ones that are most congruent with Florida, like New York, New Jersey? I'm licensed in New York. I started my career and my life in Massachusetts. I'm in Massachusetts. I have clients in Illinois. Uh, I'm in different states. I could, I think, with my credentials, uh, be licensed in just about any state I chose. But uh, to be honest with you, I'm frugal. I don't want to spend the money for the fees to be licensed if I don't have any clients there. Sure. So if I did have a client, I would certainly, or somebody who wanted to work with me, I would then apply for a license and sure. get registered. Yeah. So we were talking about the bank uh, collapse in California. So I'd like to hear your opinion because you had some speculation that I thought was interesting before we started the show of what you thought was going to happen to the market. So I feel like, you know, it'd be interesting to cover some current topics going on right now and how you think it's going to be affecting the market, you know, tomorrow, the next week, the next month. I guess there are two sides to this issue. From what I have read and analyzed, I find that the bank in California had difficulty because it was not supervised appropriately. We have plenty of federal regulations for each bank, but a bank is not supposed to get involved in the political aspect of the area where it's located. And this particular bank was Silicon not supervised in such a way. Sil- you're talking about Silicon Valley Bank to be Silicon specific. Silicon Valley Bank, yeah. SVB. This particular bank was not supervised in that way. So it provided money for um, climate control. Uh, Black Lives Matter got like over $70 million as a support. These kinds of issues created a problem because the supervision, which is done by the San Francisco Federal Reserve, the person in charge of that, really did not supervise the bank and say, look, you can't have, you can't eat just pizza. You've got to get some veggies on the pizza. You've got to diversify, just as an analogy. And so what was happening is they were just going down one road, and eventually, uh, if you do it for nutrition, you're going to run into problems. Here, they did it financially, and as a result, um, there were difficulties uh, with the bank and as far as uh, what they were doing. We need these regional banks. So I'm really disturbed. You talk about, you know, what the future is going to be. I have a feeling the federal government is not going to accept responsibility for supervision. And as a result, they're going to put more regulations on the bank. That's the last thing we need across the country is more banking regulations, in my opinion. As a result of that, the banks are going to have to charge us depositors larger fees because they're going to be required to have larger deposits to protect themselves. So in the end, we're eventually, as consumers, going to be paying for the money that's being lent to this bank. And uh, normally, you might think this would be a good time to invest in the local banks. I would kind of withhold that and stay off to the sidelines. Even the large banks are bringing in money now that they never thought they would see in their lifetime because the small, the depositors are pulling money out of the regional banks. I can't blame them. And part of the original problem, if you're asking my opinion, is the Federal Reserve 
10 years ago, our president asked the Federal Reserve to start raising rates. They chose not to do that. So the last decade, we had interest rates that were about zero to one percent. As a result of that, if you were a person who needed income, you had no choice but to go into the market to find income. Going into the market and finding income created a positive market. I would hear people say, well, I don't care if the market goes down. I'll buy it when it's down because I'm going to ride it up. Well, those days are gone. And uh, as a result of that, usually when the market goes down, it usually takes about six years for it to come back. But having said that, now the Federal Reserve realizes that it, it should have been raising rates. So instead of doing it slowly so the banks could adjust and people could adjust, it was 50-50-50. And the banks were running into a problem where they couldn't afford to keep depositors because they couldn't provide the interest that the people could get someplace else. I mean, about two, three weeks ago, there was a bank that was now offering 5% CD. And this is where we're headed. So need, needless to say, people are going to run there. Well, so I, just got, yeah. I just got a letter from our bank that a money market that you can withdraw pretty much whenever for 4.5%. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Mm. And so this is the issue. And so we what, have is that, at, what does that yeah. mean when banks start offering? You mean the issue is that they're going to now make, make a, mac, a mass exodus from the market and now start buying these... Well, no, they're well, trying to look for people to I bring. I don't know if there'll be a them. mass exit, but uh, let me say this: I've, I've been. This is the most well-publicized recession I've ever seen in my lifetime. We've been talking about a recession for the last seven, eight months. Right. I do think it's going to come in the fourth quarter, but um, whether it's going to be a, a short one or a long one, I have my own opinion on that. But. Uh, we, I think we're definitely going to have it. So the issue is now, what do we think? I guess Vegas is taking bets. Is uh, the Federal Reserve going to stay where it is? Is it going to raise rates? Or is it going to, uh, you know, just uh, double up and do nothing? I heard that uh, after this bank failure, if these couple bank failures, that $15 billion since then has been deposited just into Wells Fargo. The four big banks will get the rewards of the new money coming in, but yep. it creates turmoil in the market. I don't know what it's doing this particular minute it's, uh, on the futures. As I said, um, when we were talking before the show, I expected the market to be up today, especially for banks, because of all the money that the Fed has put in. And the same thing happened with Swiss credit over in Europe, which is another bank in trouble. So I thought, you know, for day traders, it would be a good thing to, uh, they would be busy sure. trading. They may be trading today, but not for the reasons that I originally thought when I was on the Stairmaster at the gym. But to go back to John's <laughs> point uh, about that he was, you know, his bank is now offering four and a half percent of government security. My question what? is, what's the problem with that in your eyes? I don't think there's any problem with that. The problem would be how much money can they afford to take in and give that, and how long will that last, according um, to what well, Jeff probably, said, there was no they're limit. Trying, they're probably trying. You said all this money went to these big banks. You know what I mean? And what they're doing is they're trying to capitalize and entice people to their bank, I'm guessing, to either increase their deposits right. or Correct. increase their cash 
or get new customers. And then of course, you know, go back to the normal tricks and, you know, rates fees and such. And fees. Yeah. And then the question becomes as a, uh, somebody looking for some kind of a guaranteed interest. Um, I've been a strong uh, investor in the two year treasury for let's say the last eight or nine months, it was over 4% tying up some money with that. I mean, I didn't want to get involved with the 10 year. I had a lot of clients that put money in also. I just thought it was a nice safe way to uh, take care of uh, getting some good interest so we didn't have to worry about anybody going bankrupt. But, you know, years and years. But Nancy, years and years and years ago, it used to be that a bank, even just a savings account paid three, four, 5% and that you'd be able to buy a treasury bond or you could buy municipal bonds or anything like that and other government securities, and they paid very nicely. So how could banks afford it then? And now you're saying, how can they afford it now? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the supervision of the banks. There are many banks that could do it, but there was as long as the Federal Reserve had interest rates at zero, there was no sense of them trying to do 4 and 5%. They had enough deposits as it was, and they didn't need to. Right now, they have to compete. <laughs> with some of these issues, but they didn't have to. And look, if you don't have to give out money, you don't do it. Right. They're in business. So if they can, if they can loan it to you in a, um, in a mortgage and get and you could pay 4%. So they're making 4%. You're a depositor and they're giving you uh, 50 basis points or one point. They're making a nice uh, profit. That's their bottom line. How can I make a profit without you know, disrupting. And so that's why they didn't do it. When they had to do it, they did, but they didn't have good, to. That's a good answer. They, This is just where human nature has brought the banks to be able to get what they need to get at these particular rates based upon the federal government giving out the money at a certain rate and based upon the psyche of the market that's been, you know, manipulated and moved over the last 10 years. Yes, but don't forget the banks are not mom and dad. They're they're in business, and their job is to make money and to stay stable. They're not there to worry about whether Jeff and Jonathan have enough income coming in. That's your responsibility. Yeah, no, they'll just continue to adjust for how done. they can make the most money, or raise their fees across the board. Even for going to an ATM, they'll charge people more money so they can raise it in order to pay people. Exactly um, right. Now, you know they, I mean? they could, we could get to a point where the colleges have gotten to where they're charging too much money. And the average uh, high school person now is not even trying to apply to college because of the cost. And they're even, going into the point. technical trade field, yeah, which I, is I great. I don't even know how most people go to these colleges. I don't even understand it. It's amazing to me how regular people can afford a regular college now. Even And you're they talking can't. about public university. It's unreal. It is in the issue. <laughs> and so as what will happen, and, and this would happen with the banks, if they start charging too high fees, people end up buying gold or putting it in the bank vault, you know, and, and not throwing it in the bank. But having said that, uh, yes, the, uh, across the country, we're seeing a wave 
uh, that has already started to arrive with the current college, the current high school graduates are not even applying to college. They want to be, and they're going into technical technical areas. They're going into banking. They're going into places where you don't need a college degree to get a job. You need a technical right. you, skill. You, I mean, right. or you become a bank teller and you can rise up in the ranks. You know, over the you years. can become a plumber, and before you walk in the door, they're going to charge you a hundred or a hundred and a quarter oh, down exactly. in my neighborhood, right. yeah. and then they yeah. haven't done yeah. anything yet. How do you feel about digital currency instead of cash? I don't compare it with cash as much as I find it still. Um, I'm a gold girl, to be honest with you. You're a gold girl or a golden girl? Which one? <laughs> well, let me say this. Lemon or lemonade might say I'm over the hill. However, I've been there in tough weather and know how to land the plane without any problem. So oh, that's uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. But having said that, no, I, I think it's a little too risky. It's now up uh, like to 26,000. It was down to 18. Well, this the is what I mean. I about with, what was that, Jonathan? No, this is Jeff talking. Let I me, mean, Jeff, I'm sorry. That's okay. People get us confused sometimes. Um, let me. Yeah, we look the same age. <laughs> well, well, okay. I like Before to think we, we do. I'm just like looking at what it has on my screen. But having said that, I'm the gray headed one. I'm the salt and pepper. He's just the pepper. So uh, are you a cook? Um, Am I one of you a cook? I'm absolutely not a cook and neither is he. But he is a smoothie Ah. chef. I am a smoothie chef. I was smoothie (laughs) chefing it up last night. (laughs) Uh, This is what I mean about the digital currency. I'm frightened of digital currency because I think that, um, you know, without holding cold, hard cash or being able to really like, you know, have your money. I think being mm-hmm. digital, I mean, one day it can just be, just evaporate, just be taken away. How, just because you have a record of having that money, it's not tangible. Well, the other thing that you're right that about that, me. the other thing is it allows the governments to control right. and know what you have. And and I think our country was not founded with no. those kind of beliefs. If you have cash, nobody knows it except you and uh, with digital, it's registered and That's the government keeps yeah, track of it. That bothers me. Yeah, I just, I don't like it. So I guess there'll be some people that will want to do it, but I'm hoping that most people don't buy into it. A lot of people will want to do it because they keep thinking, oh, let's continue moving toward the future. And this is what the future must be. But yes. there's some things from the past where you want to always sort of go back to basics, in my view, and keep certain things that are basics, basic. I think anything more weak is when it comes to these kinds of issues where the individual person has control over it and the government can't get involved with it is yeah. important to me. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons that, uh, and I think digital is a little too risky for me. That's why I said um, gold is, uh, that's where I go when gold I, is golden. I want to have more uh issues like this do you actually buy the you know the actual uh, commodity itself like do you actually have the physical i have the uh, yes i have the gold you do i've been buying it for years i mean i don't want to show when are you going to show jonathan and i your your gold that you have you know there's a lot of guys who want to see my gold but you're not going to get to it okay You guys, for early in the morning, you guys are a little uh, advanced. Frisky, a little frisky, yeah. (laughs) 
So I have a question. So it's the Cultivating Success podcast. We want to be able to help different business over owners understand and find different paths to creating their own success. So, you know, I'd like to kind of take like a point to ask your question of you're a business owner, you've been in business for 10 years, you're starting to make money, you've really invested so much back into the business, and now you're looking for alternative methods to start investing your money long term to obviously, you know, as an entrepreneur, you of course continue to keep investing into your business actively if it can give you the best return but you want to diversify and you want to start having a portfolio that's directed towards retirement. Where do you start? Well, before we start investing mm -hmm. for retirement, what I like to have and suggest to people is that we have a minimum of six months of living expenses sitting in the bank doing nothing. So that God forbid something should happen that we can afford to stay in our current situation. The ideal would be to have a year's worth of expenses. So depending upon what it costs you, if you have a mortgage or you're paying rent, what you pay for food, your gasoline, whatever that number is, whether it's 2000 or 5000 a month, doesn't make any difference. We need to save that up separately. God forbid you're in an automobile accident. You can't work for six, seven months. Not your fault. The guy behind you is on drugs and and uh, he's texting and he hits you when you get in an accident and you're out of commission. So we need to have a separate pile of money. Unfortunately, in the last decade, we couldn't get any interest on it. Now, as we've spoken, uh, we can get some interest, but it needs to be sitting there so that you have a sense of calmness that you can, anything bad that happens, I call it a financial umbrella. There are a lot of different financial umbrellas in our life. A matter of fact, um, many times I'll say to people, I live in Florida, I say, when you have friends come to visit you or family, do they bring anything beside bikinis and suntan lotion? And of course, everybody says, no. I said, but you and I live here in Florida and we know that it can rain on one side of the street and not the other. Right, so right. we all have an umbrella either in the back seat or in the trunk. So we need to have the same kind of attitude about our finances. We need some financial umbrellas. We don't want it to rain, but God works in strange ways, and we never know when that's going to happen. So we need to have the umbrella. And so that's the first umbrella before you even start investing, whether you've been in business five years, 10 years. The first years. umbrella is to protect yourself and worry about yourself and your interests. Yes. In other words, mm -hmm. as I said, we're, we're living until we're 99. So this idea, I wrote a book called The Retirement Mirage. And last year, uh, when it came out last year, it was number one on the Amazon retirement um, section. But basically what I was trying to do, not be pessimistic about retirement in the 21st century, but be realistic and help people to understand that because they're living longer, to think that you're going to retire in your 60s and you're going to have saved enough money for the next 35 years is not realistic. A lot so of people, a lot of people, a lot of people perceive being realistic as pessimistic because they can't handle the truth or they can't handle the reality of what it's actually going to take and what things actually are. So I think it's interesting. Well, with inflation, uh, with inflation, Jeff, yeah. the last couple of years, people understand that 
uh, although well, the Congress can enact legislation and increase our taxes, nothing takes our money faster than inflation. Yeah. Just disappears. That's true. And I think we're not going back to 2%. I think those days are gone. I think you and I and anyone listening will be living with 3 to 4% inflation probably for the rest of our lives. Per year? And that's just the way it is. Per year? 3 to 4% a yeah, year? Yeah, per year. 3 to 4% per year. It might go to three and a quarter or three seventy five, yeah, but it's going to be there. We're not going back to two, and so we need to develop our hobbies. And that's one of the things I really you know, like to stress. What did you love to do when you were young? Let's say you maybe you're golfers, and you get to a point physically where you can't, really can't play the game as well as you like, or you could play nine, but you can't play eighteen, and you definitely can't afford the golf course charges. You can get a job as a as a ranger on the exactly. golf course and was, end up with free I was golf. Say that to you, yeah, or work in the or work in the golf shop. Work in the golf shop, correct? Yeah, selling, so, selling clubs, selling exactly. So we want to encourage that kind of behavior. Working part time to supplement whatever you have coming in from your investments or your four hundred one k. See, but that's what I'm talking about. Social there, security. But that's what I'm talking about, Nancy. Is that that's realistic? And people think when you say that to them, it's pessimistic because they don't want to see themselves working in a golf shop or being a golf ranger after they've worked their life or after they think maybe that's below them because they used to play on the golf course. Now they're working for people who's playing on the golf course. So for some reason, human beings look at that reality as pessimism because they feel like that's a, you know, a sad or difficult or somber way to look at things. And that's part of the problem is that the psyche of everybody is not right. You know, people think they have this old fashioned way of, oh, I'm going to work till a certain age and I'm retiring. And the that, truth is, that's, yeah. yes, that attitude and that thinking would be if I were to say to these people, are you going back to a plug in phone in your, in your home? I said, of course not. I'm going right. to use a cell phone. That's it. You've changed because of technology. Right. That's right. Same thing has to happen because you're living longer. Don't forget on the old mm. attitudes that you're holding on to. If you were 70 years old, people said, oh, God, this person doesn't have long to live. Today, we have a president who's 80. Mm. Now, maybe it isn't the president you'd like to have, and maybe he shouldn't be there, but people voted for him knowing how old he knowing was. How old he so is, that's right. So we need to be aware that we're in the 21st century, not in the 19th century. That's right. And so we need to uh, adjust our thinking the same way you did with your uh, plug-in phone. Most of us still have the plugs, but we don't have the phone. Have the phone. Let's go back to this. So the gold that you're talking about, if people want to buy gold, and they want to actually have physical gold, where do they go? They can go to any, they can go on Google, first of all, and search out who in their city or whatever sells gold, and they can go in there. They can get a few different prices. We know what the price is per ounce every day as it changes. Many of us remember when it was $35 an ounce. And what is it now? Now it's like 19000 So, okay. you know, well, 1900 But I mean, we... We can decide where we want to buy it, and we can decide how much we want to buy. Is so, the price of gold going up right now or down? Right now, in this kind of an environment, it would be going up. 
the same way that when crypto goes up, when people take their money out of the market, they want to put it someplace. So they'll put it, some of them will put it in what I call more risky assets, which yeah. I consider crypto, right. and others will become a little more conservative as I am and go in the gold area. Right. Or they'll go to dividend paying stocks that are well financed. Right now, uh, technology stocks are probably uh, the large technology stocks are the ones that are holding up best. I would expect about, the NASDAQ to do very well today. How about silver, though? Is silver viewed the same as gold, meaning it goes up? When gold goes up and it goes down, when gold goes down, or are they yes, it, yes, it, it does. It uh, it isn't as well liked as gold because gold goes back to the Bible. People, right. you know, read right. about gold, and so they're they're comfortable with that. They're not sure uh, or as comfortable with the silver. Right. But um, yes, any any of these metals could be copper, and I think because I think the other issue that we're going to be having is this commercial real estate. I think the pandemic has changed forever the uh, everyday workforce. Many people are working from home now, even if they're working for large companies. So we've got the, the many times the uh, owner of the business will say, okay, you can work at home three days a week, but you've got to come in the office two days a week. But yet they're building more, but they're building more class A office space here in Boca Raton. What do you make of I, that? No, what we're building here is we can't build the apartment rentals and the homes fast enough. We've got about 800 people a day moving into our state because of lack of uh, state taxes and uh, just the uh, government. No, let's, stick that we to have the down office, here. let's stick to the office space because you were talking okay. about it. For example, okay. on Military Trail across from Boca Center near the Boca Raton Town Center Mall, uh, there used to be a health club there called Bally's. It was then a bar called Nippers, which was, you know, on the first floor. They knocked down the whole complex and they're building a very, very large business complex there now. And it's going to be uh, an office building. So what do you think about a company, a development company that's wanting to build more office space? And it's luxury office space, by the way. Well, they may be building those um, executive suite kind of offices mm -hmm. where people rent offices. Unless you're doing manufacturing, and we do have uh, uh, many companies that have moved down here and are manufacturing down here. Sure, sure. And so they're doing that kind of thing. Now, those corporate offices are going to be willing to pay extensive rent to have their main office down here if they're not going to build their own building, so to speak. So that might be what you're seeing. But what I yeah. see uh, here in Boca is they can't build the apartments and the uh, homes fast enough. Agreed. Okay. And, and this, is, as I said, whether this will continue, but if, if the, uh, look, we see what's happening in California. That used to be a leader of what went on the rest of the country. They want to pay $5 million to anyone who was a, a black person and uh, was a slave, any ancestors of the slaves. And they're, they're just about to pass that. I don't think that's going to spread across the country. But this is what's going on out in California. So you see a lot of people there moving to Texas. And Texas is having a large uh, influx. Of sure. People. And so is Arizona, from what I understand. Yeah, Arizona also, correct. Okay, so we have, we'll have to see what happens uh, during the next election. Let's move back to the business owner. And I want to move back to, we have the umbrella of protecting ourselves and, you know, making sure we protect our interests. 
as well, you know, I would assume you had the same umbrella over yourself personally as you do professionally. So with somebody like you, who's there to help them, you know, manage their finances into their future, what's the next step? Well, the next step is to take a look at investing in uh, companies that are good companies and staying with them as long as they remain good. So we have to take a look at what is it you're interested in. Let's say you're a computer whiz and you're an Apple person, but you're not crazy about PCs. So you may say, well, I don't want to invest in Microsoft, but I will invest in Apple. Well, we could take a look at doing that, but maybe we need to diversify. What about the scanner you're going to use? Let's take a look at scanning companies. So when I work with people, I say, okay, what are your interests? And let's say we can go back to golf. Do you think there's going to be more golf courses built? Do you want to invest in that area? Do you think golf balls, uh, Dunlop or whatever one you like, do you think you want to invest in that company? Or what about ice cream? Or I try to find the companies that people use themselves and feel comfortable with. And therefore, we take a look at those. We'll look at whether those companies are growing well, they've been good companies for years. Let's say Heinz, if you like their pickles or their soups or whatever. Or, so, yeah, so, so you lean towards started. when people are, are entering the investment market to really find the category that interests them versus trying to go for the highest rate possible. When you say highest rate, what does that mean? There, there could be there could be you know more safer ways of doing a mutual fund or a group of stocks or something that's more conservative, like a bond, or to get their highest rate of return. Well, um, okay, so I think the marketplace has changed, guys, in the sense that a bond is not what it was when you and I were growing up. Bonds, many times, are how many people that if you ask them would be willing to buy a municipal bond today. Nobody that I know. Once they realize that the cities are in trouble, and that's who are issuing the municipal bonds, even though they may be tax-free. I was going to say, or even if it's AAA rated and they're guaranteed, though. Who are they guaranteed by? Well, that's the thing. If they're AAA rated (laughs) and guaranteed, aren't they guaranteed by the federal government? No, they may be guaranteed by something else, by some other government issue, and we see the problem that the governments are having. Mm -hmm. So many times... uh, Having income providing issues, which is why people usually go into bonds as opposed to going into equities, um, we can take a look at other ways to get it. You talk about mutual funds. What about the fees inside the mutual funds? Somebody's got to pay for the managers doing the trading. Why not exchange traded funds? And what are are exchange traded funds? And why might we want to put some of those in? Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't have some mutual fund, but some people only want to invest in individual stocks. So from my perspective, I want to get a handle on what they're comfortable with. There are many ways to make money in the market, and there's many ways to lose money in the market. But you know what's interesting? You can't, it's funny because... You, you still really get surprises and you can't control everything, obviously, even if you think it's something, wow, I'm really interested in health. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to invest in Peloton. And Peloton is so amazing. You know, virtually you can watch this instructor. You can pick whatever instructor you want. You get to ride the bike for the duration of time that you want. You pick the workout that you want, the scenery that you want. I mean, it seems like perfect, amazing, unbelievable if that's what you like. Then a movie comes out or a TV show which is that uh, sequel to Sex in the City called And Just Like That. And the guy's riding a Peloton 
and he gets off the Peloton and he drops dead and has a heart attack. So Peloton stock plummets. I mean, these are things you just can't predict. So if you're someone this that, actually happened, this actually happened. This is absolute yeah, nonsense. It, it, Isn't it crazy? It is nonsense. It and so she's saying you should, she's yep, saying, definitely. well, pick, you know, something that you like. So say you like that. And you're like, this is wonderful. I really enjoy all these things. I'm going to invest in these types of companies. And then something like that happens. It's just, you know, you can't win for losing in a lot of this stuff. Well, you may want to invest in companies that do exercise equipment as opposed to investing just in one, right. one item. And so right. this is one of the ways you can diversify sure. uh, what you're doing and sure. You would have to take a look at what the actual, what the financial issues are behind Peloton. But one of the things that people need to realize, we cannot control volatility. In my mind, volatility is the DNA of the market. What we can control is risk. And that's where the individual investor has the opportunity to make some decisions. But the volatility, that's going to happen. That's like our blood in our in our system we it's there it's flowing and uh well i assume you have to take i assume you have to take the temperature so to speak of every every person that's going to uh, be a client or potential client of yourself to see what the risk tolerance may be sure i might say to somebody who comes in how much money can you afford to lose yeah right or how much do you want to lose then we get an idea if they're, let's say they're investing $100,000 and I say, all right, if, if the market has a downturn, how much can you afford to lose? You'll feel comfortable. Now, most people will say, I don't want to lose anything. Right. I say, okay, now we have a starting point. Okay. But if you lost 10%, would it change your lifestyle? No, but I wouldn't be a happy camper. Right. Okay. So we start to fine tune the issues. And again, getting back to the issue of investing in good companies and staying with them as long as they remain good. Okay. Now, Peloton wasn't a bad company, but the advertising was what got in the way. Okay. So this becomes an issue. So people need to understand this can happen. And so we're, and this is one of the issues I think that happened with the, uh, with the banking situation now, I think the Fed forgot the fact that we all have cell phones. And within a matter of 30 seconds, we can move the money from one bank to another. You're right. And so as interest rates started to move up, people said, I don't want to stay at this bank. They're giving me 1%. I can go over here and get three and a half. And so just by with, with the movement right. of their thumb, they move yeah. the money out. Yep. Okay, and the Fed forgot that. If they had thought about the reaction of 50 basis points, 50 basis points, 50 basis points so quickly, the days of us having to write a check and walking into the bank and having the bank say, why do you want to take the money out? And, you know, taking a day or two, you know, 30 seconds. And so things started to happen. I think that you are, and by the way, this is pun intended. I think you are a wealth of knowledge. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I I, I think that so far that Nancy <laughs> is golden. Oh, pun intended again. Yeah. <laughs> now, I enjoy uh, talking with you fellas this morning. There's so much information out there. It's really difficult to sift through it. We, we need to take a step back and say, okay, how is this? 
what are the results of this? If I peel an onion, I shouldn't be surprised if I cry. But right. when you buy it and it's got the covering on it at the store, it doesn't dawn on you that if you don't put it in the refrigerator and you start to cut it, you're going to cry faster. If sure. it's cold, you, you have an opportunity to, you know, wipe the tears away. Yeah. So the same thing happens. And we need to, once we make a decision financially or, so, or the government does, we have to step, how is this going to affect me? How is this going to affect my family? How is this going? I need to borrow money for the mortgage. Uh, what about taxes? Taxes are the key issue that I'd spend a lot of time trying to find ways for people to not pay taxes at the rate they're paying. I want to reduce their tax burden because that. let's take a look at a 401k. You guys probably have an IRA or a 401k and you're good savers and you put the money in. And actually what you're doing is delaying paying taxes. Right. All right. Now, I'm going to give you a bag of 25 corns of seed, seeds of corn. And you're good farmers, so you're going to plant that corn. Now, you're going to plant the seeds. Now, you're not going to pay taxes on the seeds now. But after 20 years, those 25 seeds of corn are going to grow into a thousand ears of corn that you're going to harvest. Now, because you didn't pay taxes on the seeds, you're not going to have to pay taxes on the harvest. The problem is you have no idea what the tax rate's going to be 20 years from now. Right. Somebody whispered in your ear that when you're older, your tax rate will be less. And you believe that lie. Okay? That isn't true. But... Would you rather pay taxes on the 25 seeds or do you want to pay taxes on the harvest? What would you rather do, Jeff? I, I know the answer. Uh, pay taxes on the seeds. Right. But you're setting yourself up. So that's why I say we need to think about what are we actually doing now and how will it affect us when we have access to this money? So the government tells you you're going to pay less taxes, so you believe them. And so you have a great harvest. 25 seeds, you now got a 1,000 ears of corn. Now you're going to pay taxes or whatever. They don't tell you what your tax rate's going to be. You know what it is now, but you have no idea what it's going to be later. So you're going to end up paying on the harvest. Now, is there ways around that where you don't have to? Sure. But nobody's going to share that with you. That's where I come in. That's when Nancy does Nancy, what she I like does best. I the fact that you give really a lot of sound answers. You actually you answer the questions. Yeah. You don't You don't tiptoe around it. Right. And the thing is, no one proclaimed you that you have to know everything, but you definitely have your opinions, yeah. and they actually all are very sound yeah. from you know, what I've learned from you here today. And I think that you really have a lot to offer to a lot of different people to really be able to help them with their financial health and really help, uh, you know, rake in the gold, you know? It is because, as I said, beside taxes destroying your money, if you talk to most retired people, they'll say, you know what? My biggest problem, Social Security is income tax. I have an IRA or a 401k. They force me to take money out. When that comes out, that's income tax. I have no deductions because I, I paid off my mortgage years ago. I'm not supporting my kids. So everything I pay is income tax. Everything that comes in. That's unfair. 
Okay, and this is the highest tax. So yeah. what we want to try to do is it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. That's right. So why try case, to I gotta, find I ways? A, I'm going to throw in a personal question then, okay? So this is certainly not the most important part of my investment. Does she want to go out tomorrow night for dinner? Is that what you're <laughs> going to say to her? Are you available? <laughs> I'm available. But you oh, go um, we certainly can visit. And we can talk and we can find out, you know, what are your goals? What's well, important I certainly would to love to talk to you over some coffee because I do love coffee. Oh, well, I'm an espresso girl. So I don't know if you eat. Cheers. Love anything coffee. <laughs> but good but not me. the fancy espresso, just black espresso. I drink oh, that every morning. Delicious. All right. So questions. I feel like this is pretty basic to everybody that thinks that they're doing the right thing, right? So I don't invest a lot into an IRA. I just do the amount that you can write the off. The minimum. The $5,500 a year for, you know, reducing your amount of actual total income um, for taxes. So that's all that I do as far as an Why IRA. do you do that? Why do you do that? Let's say you're in the 20% tax bracket. Why don't you figure out, let's say you're saving uh, $1,000 a year. I'm higher okay? than that. Over 20 yeah. years, you'll save $20,000. Now, that you hope that that investment of $5,500 is going to grow into 100000 over the course of years. Now you're going to pay taxes on the 100000 when it comes out. And let's say your tax bracket is the same as it is now. Now figure out the difference in the taxes you'll pay in 20 years as opposed to the taxes you would have paid now, and which is a better deal for you. And that's the, that's the way you, you don't want to do a better deal for Nancy. You want to do a better deal for yourself. No, of course. So you ultimately, as far as your opinion, it's just that. It's just math. So figure well, out what you're Well, this is tax- simply arithmetic. This yeah. is not, you don't need a Harvard Business School to agree that. to come up with this one. Yeah, you I mean, I guess it. it's, you know what it is? I think some people, or maybe at least I did. Uh, first off, I was like, listen, it, I, I'm at a higher tax bracket. So since I'm at a higher tax bracket, anything I can do to reduce my taxes is is a thumbs up, so to speak, right? And yeah. having a traditional IRA, uh, not that it's a lot of money, but if you do it every single year, you know, it's uh, it's another investment, right? It's another vehicle. It's- well, it, but it isn't. You're investing for the government. You're going to end up giving yeah. 50% to the government if you keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You're not going to end up with the money. Yeah. And so you have a choice if you feel the it's government not really, needs you your can money. diversified just buying another anything or investing in anything. You don't actually have to be diversified by having an IRA is pretty much what you're saying. You could be diversified by having another stock. You could have real estate. You could have anything. It doesn't really matter what you're diversified in. No, no. This is not about diversification. This is about taxes. When you talk about an IRA, I don't care what's in the IRA. It could be um, individual stocks. It could be bonds. It could be real. It doesn't matter what it is. This is only a tax question. It's not about diversifying. It's about you're going to have to pay taxes. Everyone is. You have a choice. Do you want to pay now or do you want to pay later? If you'd rather pay later on the bigger amount, then continue doing what you're doing. If that's you do the, the that's why the insurance you'll, see, you'll pay much more later. That's why the insurance investments that people talk about about life insurance are great because you do pay you do put the money in after taxes, but Later, when you take when there there's growth within the investment, you don't pay taxes 
on that money later. You're able to take it out because it's under. Very well said. And I have to agree with that thinking. That's something that feeds into what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Because here, there, and using your example, you have access to that money. You're investing in the in participation in the market, but you're not actually investing in the market. And so there are ways to do the insurance investings. And also, when you need the money, you can take it out tax free. You can be your own banker and pay yourself back. So and this, these are tax laws. This is what wealthy people do with their money. Yeah. They don't go into 401ks and IRAs and they would not give the government one extra cent in taxes that they don't have to. And you don't have to be wealthy to use the wealthy people's uh, way of uh, making money. People think, oh, I don't have enough money to do this. You don't need a lot of money to do this. You just need to understand the concept yeah, the that basics. taxes are important. Everything is going back to basics, folks. That's what you take away from this. Nancy, yeah. how do people contact you? Well, you should have my uh, telephone yeah, you wanna, you number. My office it. number is 561-997-8800. Or you can send me an email at nhite at the strategic wealth advisor, no S. Com. There's only and one spell, Nancy. Spell height. Spell your last H-I-T-E. name. H-I-T-E. There you go. So repeat that email again. You want me to repeat the email address again? Yeah, because people didn't have the spelling of okay. your last name. N for my first name, Nancy. H-I-T-E at the strategic wealth advisor.com. Got it. Well, Nancy, this was unbelievable. And you know what? I really um, enjoyed this conversation with you a lot. I think that you are very to the point. Your knowledge is really unbelievably well-rounded. And I think that you really have great sound advice. And I think anyone that you are uh, helping manage their money has their money in good good hands. hands. I really really think so. Well, I really appreciate that. I I want you, I love what I do. I never plan on retiring. And I just like helping people get from where they want to get to, um, where they are now, where they want to get to, and to be happy along the way. And let's always have a laughing way to start the day so that we can be happy campers. What do you think of these three words every day? Productive, profitable, and fun. I think fun is the most, uh, is the first one. We should all have a list of the things that we're happy about, that we're glad exist. The fact that we got up out of bed, we were able to walk to where we wanted to walk to, that we were yeah. able, I mean, I- And I had to have this conversation with Nancy yeah, today. glad you can hear. Yeah. Right? Damn right. Yeah, Thanks you again, guys Nancy. are lucky you have each other to, to, to I'm a widow- so well, I mean, it makes it a little more difficult, but I but I'm still a happy camper at this point, you oh, know. And I, I did write an article recently about this issue of um, of grief, and it takes a long time to uh, move from does. point. Everyone does it differently, but I did write an article about it, and uh, it'll, it'll be on my webpage uh, so people can take a look at it. But a lot of people run through these issues and have difficulty and and financial issues come into the concept of uh, how do we go from point A to point B when we lose somebody we love, whether it be a child or a spouse or whatever, or a dear friend. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, this was wonderful. Thank you, Nancy. 
Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Look forward to talking with you soon. You too, dear. Thanks, Nancy. Bye-bye. This has been the Cultivating Success Podcast with Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan and their businesses, visit www.naturesexperts.com.